Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talking Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Okay, episode 38 of the Talking Power podcast. I am with Simon Gonzo Travellini. We are back in the studio. I'm Nick DeCembri. How are you, Simon? Good, mate. Yourself? Good, good. It's like a bit of a... Holiday? Yeah, yeah. A bit, <laughs> a bit of, of a, a hiatus. We've had this. So I've been out and about doing a podcast from a remote location. That was quite exciting, actually. There has been so much motorsport since mm. we recorded the last episode. Yeah, there's been a bit. Yeah. It's yep. unbelievable. Yeah. For motorsport fans out there, this has been the most amazing last few weeks. Mm, it has been, yeah. There's been a fair bit happening, but it's good to get back into the well. We call it a studio. It's not really a studio, but it's my office at home. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've done. And thanks to uh, everyone that's helped us out with the the last few podcasts that we've done, the last couple of podcasts out in a remote location. And thanks to all those guys that gave up their time to do an interview. It was really good to catch up with people and, um, yeah, just see people out and about. Now, the World Series of Pro Mod. Run and one. <laughs> done and run and done. Yeah, yeah, run and done. <laughs> run and done. Uh, Carl Stevens Jr. took took home the chocolates. $100,000. Not a likely winner. I didn't have him picked as a winner. Oh, he obviously had the uh, setup for the day. The important thing that I think to come out of this is that um you know these big events and they put up the big money mm. everyone goes into them expecting that they're going to set the world on fire and you know they're going to run some astronomical numbers but the numbers were actually fairly sedate your band demir probably doesn't lend itself to to low et anyway i mean it's it's, it's and, it's and that's an important yeah that is an important point and this is where I think the radio guys are starting to suffer now because mm. we've seen these ridiculous numbers, 360s and 220 mile an hour. Everyone's expecting it. Yeah. And I believe the last couple of races that they've had, they, they've fallen short. Mm. Yeah. And now, now it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a real uh, interesting time to see whether the radio racing can maintain its popularity. Yeah. If yep. it's, you know, because the reality is that the three sixties is what they should have been racing, uh, running. Sorry, should have been running when they first started racing. But it's taken them this long to learn how to run those numbers, how to get the suspension to do what it needs to, and get the power management. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this was a, a, a another case. Now I, I need to know the burnout comp. Yep. What were the what were the rules behind the burnout competition? At I don't this think event? there was any rules. There's it was no, just basically who could do the longest burnout. The longest burnout. Yeah, Stevie Fast took took the took home the five thousand dollars for that no, two years in a row. He's done that. I think Victor and uh, yeah, that and Zap should have been over yeah. there <laughs> showing him how it's done. It was not a bad burnout, but um, yeah, look, I mean, but was it the full track? 
burn ass uh, that not, we used to in Australia. Not really, no, no, not really. <laughs> Maybe the 14s just won't, you know, keep the tyres turning. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it was, it was. I mean, he. There's a video on YouTube if you want to watch it. Of he explains how he gets into the burnout, how he strikes the water, and. He does a few rah, 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 rah in the water. Sorry about that, John. <laughs> he does a bit of rah, 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 rah in the water, and then basically he can tell when the car settles after that rah, 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 rah if he's going to be a big burnout or not. So Stevie Fast. Yeah, yeah. What a you, load of bullshit. You, you, would, you would know better than me. I, I don't. What I an absolute load of bullshit. Anyway, I probably <laughs> paraphrased the, the great man incorrectly, so my apologies. Basically, if that's the case. when you're in a blown car and mm. you've just gone through a puddle of water, mm. your right foot is directly connected to the taco. The harder you push down, mm. the more smoke it makes. The only thing that is limiting you <clears throat> is how much speed you get and how straight the car is. Yeah. So, you know, when the guys that roll through the water fast, what they're doing is keeping the car straight because the faster you go through the water, mm. the straighter the car will be. The slower you go through, the more chance that it's going to crab walk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But obviously the faster you go through, the more chance that there is that the, the wheel speed and the track speed are going to catch up to each other. Yeah, okay. And that's, you know, going to end the burnout and be quite severe when it does do that. Mm. But no, that's not how you do it. You just roll through and, you know, then adjust it. I don't know what it's like in the turbo cars. I think that they have to do a static... Um, you know, because they they're not like a blind yeah. car. Blind car, as soon as you stand on it, the horsepower's there. Mm. But anyway, yeah. nonetheless, he made it through to the quarters, to the quarterfinals, yep. and mm. um, lost against Danny Rowe, who yep. made it through to the finals. That's correct. Obviously. Yeah. Yep. Um, was it a good race, Nick? Oh, I think it was. The yeah, final I, was I a mean, good I, race. I I, um, I enjoyed watching it. I saw the. There's a good highlights package as well. Was the final a good race? Uh, it was okay. Yeah. Was it yeah, close? It was a typical. Turbo high speed charge at the end. Yeah. So, which was reminiscent of last year as well. Yeah. We remember what Mike Bowman did um, in last year's race. So, yeah, typical uh, high speed. His reaction time, we're talking about Carl Stevens Jr., was uh, significantly slower than Danny Rose. But, uh, yeah, the turbo car got him at the top end. Yep. Yeah. So, no, the, the final was. was uh, it so, was it was okay. close? It was a close final? Yeah. 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 Because that's yeah. what we want to see close races. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, look, I mean, the other notable uh, point was also Erica Ender-Stevens got, got, uh, she got through round one against Clinton Scarterfield as well. Uh, however, she would lose against Carl Stevens Jr. in the second round. Who ultimately would go on to yeah, win the event. That's correct, yeah. Round one, we saw a pretty scary crash as well with Derek Menholt. He actually hit the wall quite hard against last year's winner, Mike Bowman, Um there's quite a significant crash that one, but um, he got out of the car okay. But it's quite banged up. Justin Jones, I thought I mentioned that as well. It was 19 year old um, that, that uh, appeared there as well. Um, he lost in the first round to Steve Whiteley, but um, I think it was a you know honourable mention to a 19 year old to be in a in a door slammer or a pro mod car. Moving on, Formula One Germany, Hockenheim. Yeah, look, Hockenheim. We had a couple of races here that have gone, that have unfolded um, since our last podcast. So we had the high, the absolute high at Silverstone, where Ferrari took took home the chocolates <laughs> in in um, in Lewis Hamilton's backyard. Lewis got him back in Germany, and look, I'll tell you, the German race was <laughs> appropriately, really, yeah. if you think about it. Well, given Sebastian Vettel went out on lap fifty-two, I think it was. I've got the notes here, but I think it was lap fifty-two. Correct me if I may be mistaken, but he went out on on um, on wet tire on on a wet track, 
some gambled to pit, some didn't. Um, uh, ultimately, Lewis Hamilton didn't pit. There's a lot of question marks about Lewis. He actually did come into the pit lane and then exited before going into the, the pit area. A lot's been said about that. He got a he didn't get a penalty for it, just a reprimand. Uh, if you cast your mind back to last year, um, Kimi Räikkönen did the same thing at um, Baku and was um, lost. Penalised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of question marks for me over that. I don't want to. But when Räikkönen did it, did he disturb the flow of traffic? Arguably, he did, and yeah. it was a and lot higher speed. A and lot, and that's, lot higher speed. that's the difference, I yeah. guess. But yeah. It is what it is. I think the disappointing uh, part of this race was, um, you know, Red Bull deciding to do the uh, engine updates to mm. Dan's car and, mm. you know, yeah. him having to start so far behind and then the bad luck during the race. Mm. Yeah. But, look, I mean... Um, like I said, it was good to... Look, I'm, I'm not a Lewis hater, and I, I've got to take my hat off to Lewis. Yeah, you are a Lewis hater. I am, yeah. But, <laughs> but I will give him credit where credit's due. He drove the wheels off the car and started from, I think it was 14th, 14th he started yeah. that race yep. and managed to get the car. Well, he won, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. And they had a better strategy as well, and I think they were, he was duly rewarded. They'd go to Budapest and have very similar results as well. I mean, Sebastian put up a bit more of a fight here, and but um, at Budapest... We'd get Lewis winning the race once again. Um, it was good to see um, the notes. It was good to see the notes. <laughs> it was good to see the. <laughs> what I was going to say was Dan- Daniel Ricciardo put up a real good fight there at, at Budapest. Now he started. Uh, 12th or yeah, something yeah that's and, right and made it all the way to uh full spot yeah that's right yep, yeah incredible yep. drive and i think he was in a position to probably challenge kimmy as well but um just unfortunately he couldn't get there in the end um interesting thing that's a couple of things that have happened since um we, whenever we hit august we hit the, the summer break in formula one we also hit what i call crazy season now i've put pen to paper and i've put my you mean like yeah yeah the circus starts the the driver changes all start happening now i've actually if you go to our website i've put together well they don't don't start happening (laughs) the negotiations yeah yeah but pen gets put to paper so we've had fernando and alonso confirm that he's leaving in 2019 hasn't said where he's going yet it was pretty tight-lipped about what he's doing or where he's going maybe he's going nowhere he's going to be replaced by carlos sainz jr which is fairly logical um, also, Daniel Ricciardo. Now, this one was one that really caught my my eyes. Yeah, you weren't well. happy about this one, were it's you? Not that I'm not happy. I just I, he must know something that I don't know, which well, is about Renault. Yeah, <laughs> uh, about lots of things, I guess. <laughs> you know, every time I think of of Renault, mm. right? I I'm just brought back to the R12 in Telecom Orange. Yep, <laughs> that's my. I can't see a Renault as a performance car. I'm sorry, I just can't. Well, I think of, when I think of Renault, I think of buses. To be honest, buses. But in the Trans Perth days, we used to run around it's more, with, of, more of a Volgren or a, yeah. a Scania thing. Yeah. But look, uh, clearly his management, his father, I would suggest, or the people that have surrounded um, Daniel, know something that we don't. And I and I'm hoping that Renault. Um, who, to, who, you know, who have they got? Who's have they got an engineer? Have they poached someone? No, not 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 anyone that they've mentioned. No. To, 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 of, has has Dan been sneaking off and flirting with them and oh, you, you know driving the cars and 
You would suggest that there's some sort of background intelligence there. There has to be. There just has to be. Or so. it could just be lots of money. Mm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, think, you don't think so? No, no, no. Anyway, we've since had the announcement today, Pierre Gasly will be replacing, I haven't got it in the notes, it only happened today, but Pierre Gasly is replacing uh, Daniel Ricciardo at Red Bull. So he gets elevated from Toro Rosso. So our dream of Daniel Ricciardo, boy from Perth, driving a Ferrari, shattered. I think you might. It's it's certainly on ice at the moment for the next <laughs> the ne- for the next couple of years. It's on anyway. standby. Yeah, but um, when are you too old to drive a Formula One car? I would have thought probably thirty three, thirty four. So you're saying he's only got five years left mm, in him? Yeah, four or yeah. five years. So he's got a two year deal at Renault. Yeah, and then yeah, after that we'll have to wait and see. I mean, do you think they've got the horsepower? Not at the moment, no, no? definitely not, definitely no. not, no. no. But so, so they're kind of, they must have the same engine development program as Yamaha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going back to last year's so, No, so uh, let's just, we'll fast forward to that. Yeah, yeah, why don't we? Um, we've had three rounds of, of uh, MotoGP. Yeah. Uh, one was, you know, okay, there was some mm. good tussles in it, but the last two rounds have just been unbelievable. Absolutely yep. unbelievable. And the standout at the last round mm. was the Yamaha uh, chief mm-hmm. apologising to his riders. I've never heard of or seen anything like that before. Yep. Him stand- calling a press conference to apologise to his riders, like Vale, mm-hmm. to, to say, you know, look, sorry, we, we just don't have the horsepower to match the other guys. Mm. Yep. Um, I don't know how how you felt about that, but I was just gobsmacked. It is amazing in this day and age where we don't admit any liability to anything in in this day and age. But I really can't tell you. I, from my understanding, they've been riding last year's bikes for a significant amount of time. I, I don't do, know I if just, they've even changed. I can't imagine why they would do that and what it would take for them to come out with that. I mean, mm. you know, I. I yeah, I can't even think of another uh, motorsport yep. where that's happened before, where yeah. a team's come along and said, oh, sorry, chaps, we just don't have the horsepower and there's <laughs> not much we can do about it at this stage. Look, I mean, I think if we go back to Formula One just briefly, I think uh, Zach Brown has admitted that the McLaren team hasn't been up to, up to par uh, with their Honda package from last year. They've switched to Renault. I'd argue that they haven't really moved along. In, in any way, yeah, shape, or form. Yeah, but they, that's... They're pretty tight-lipped about different. That's like Renault. This is the equivalent of Renault getting yeah. up and saying, hey, our motor shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I couldn't believe it anyway. So, uh, we'll start at the German GP. Yep, yep. That, that was at Saxon, Saxon Ring. Saxon Ring. Yep, yep. Where uh, Marquez... Took pole. Yep. We should probably just... just Sorry to stop you there. But no, you're right. Danny Pedrosa announced just in the lead up to that race he would be retiring. Yes. From, from Correct. Full-time racing. Correct. And you- and you know, I, I like people like Danny and like Casey Stoner that just get to a point and go, you know what? I, I don't want to do this anymore or mm. I've, I've done enough. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, I think that's an admirable trait that you know when to get off the train at yeah. which station, you know. Yep, yep. A lot of guys will either die yep. or, or um, you know, finish on a, not a high note, yep. you know. He's had um, 
He's had some great success. Same with Stoner. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Still, I, I would, you know, as much as I like Valentino, I would have to, I would have to say that I think Stoner was arguably the best rider that we've seen in this era. Yeah. Yep. You yep. know, there'll be plenty of people out there that would argue differently, but um, mm. you know, everyone had a go on that bike. Yep. <laughs> and only he managed to get it around the track. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So, so uh, yeah. So, sorry to break into you there, but no, no, yeah, I you're just right. wanted to point that out. I think we need to acknowledge that Marquez uh, took pole by a narrow margin. Mm, yep. Um, but when it got towards the end of the race, he just seemed to have so much left in the bag. Mm, yep. You know, there was some good battles, but really, he he just it became a quite a lonely race for the, the yeah. top three in the end, didn't it? Um, but it was great to see. Uh, uh, Valentino and Vignales, uh, two Yamaha bikes on on the podium. Yep. And y- you would have to argue, considering the announcement, two races further down the track, that those guys are pretty bloody good if they're that down on horsepower and yeah. they manage to finish second and third. Yep. This <laughs> the same week we had Monster Energy 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 Drink would announce that they become the naming rights for that team as well, which I thought was kind of interesting actually. They. <laughs> They've aligned themselves with the Yamaha. <laughs> Lucky that the Yamaha locked that one in before yeah. they told everyone, hey, we're down about 20, 30 horsepower. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon the guys at Monster are going, <laughs> can we do a deal with Honda? <laughs> can we sponsor two teams? They've gone to the Czech Republic after that as well. So that was, that was the week after, because they had their summer break while we were kind of in now. No, that bit before that, the MotoGP. So that was in the Czech Republic where we had um, Dovi. He would take his second, I think, or second. This or is the, the Bruno race. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, the <laughs> Bruno, Bruno race Bruno. in the Czech Republic. I want to know when we're going to have a Pinot race. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the Pinot. I just see that commercial the other day. Those guys are are they related well, to you, Nick? No. No, no they're not Are you sure? To me. They're nope. from Belkata? No. Nah. No, no. Are you sure? No. no they, they look familiar. Be. They could be, couldn't that they? That HQ looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> no, not related to me. When I, when I heard about this Pinot, I thought it was a joke. You know what I mean? Like, but it's it's actually, it's an aftershave. Yeah, it's legit. It's, it's been legit. around for 40, 50 years. It's been around a long, long time. All the old generation, old boys used to use it. I remember Old Spice. Yeah, 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 but the Pinot was used as well. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. No, my father didn't, but my I know my my late father-in-law did. He used it. No. But, you know, I've got to tell you, Brute, Old Spice, mm. I don't know about Pinot, I can't comment. I haven't smelt it. I, I would rather wear turpentine than this. <laughs> well, you could say the same for Pinot as well. <laughs> it's, it's absolute terrible. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Maybe they should they should sell it as mosquito repellent or something instead. <laughs> anyway, so the Bruno race. <laughs> yeah, Dobby would take his. I think, that, I think that's his second win for the year. I should know this, but I don't, unfortunately. But yeah, <laughs> I think it races. is his second because it's the only two races that yeah. he's won, <laughs> and the, the first one was the opening round. From yeah, memory. no, that's correct. Yep, yep. Too many races. We've had too many too many podcasts. There, talking about this stuff. Over there here. was a fantastic battle, mm-hmm. right? And and I, I got to tell you, these last two rounds mm-hmm. have been edge of the seat, like spectating. Yep. The racing has been incredible. Uh, Dovi, George, and Marquez. Yep. 
you know, you can still you can see George is hungry. Mm. I don't know why he's gotten hungry all of a sudden. Yep. Um, is may- he justifying his? Well, you know, we were talking about this the other day, mm, right? We were. Yep. So, I think that you get to a certain point with with your motor racing when you're established, where you can just tick over. You know what I mean? And I think we've seen in all the different motorsport categories, whether it be Formula One, Door Slammer, whatever, certain teams, they've got their sponsorship deal. You know, as long as they qualify and they show up at the trade shows and stuff, yeah. you know, life carries on for them. To put your life on the line, mm. which on a MotoGP bike, you're doing that every time you, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, Formula One, so on and so forth, those classes are dangerous, but I don't think anything is quite as dangerous as motorcycle riding because no. there's no roll cage. Yeah. You know, you basically got a helmet and, and your, your suit protecting you. And we see people die regularly. It's just accepted, you know? So for him now, he's got all the money. He's got the fame. Mm. He's got everything. For him now to be pushing as hard, there's got to be something going on. And I, I keep wondering whether... He's just he's putting his future teammate Mark Marquez on notice. Yeah, saying... you spoke about this when we spoke on the phone, and I, I never gave it much thought. I didn't think of it that way, to be honest. I'm coming next yeah. season, and yeah. I'm coming for you. Yeah. yeah, and we're going to be on the same bike. <laughs> so the the argument for a while about you know, and I hate hearing this, especially from commentators that should know better, mm. where they say. Oh, you know, you can really see the talk of the Ducati. What a load of bullshit. Mm. What a load of bullshit. At the end of the day, gearing uh, and power management would have more to do with how the bike pulls out of the corner yeah. than the talk of the engine. The, the, the rules governing the engines on all these uh, elite motorsport categories, Formula One, MotoGP, you can't get an engine, especially this many years of development, and... and you know, MotoGP's been pretty smart like that. They haven't really changed the rules dramatically from year to year. Yep. You know, it might be a couple of CCs here and there, but that's not, you know, not a dramatic rule change. So I don't think that the Ducati is really up that much on horsepower. Mm. And, and as far as torque goes, I don't believe that crap, right? Horsepower is is what it's going to be. And when you look at it, Marquez has set the speed record at a lot of these tracks, yep. right? There might be a little bit in the aero, mm. but you've got to say that the Honda's really the bike that's got the horsepower. Yeah. The Ducati may have better uh, better management, better traction control, for lack mm. of a better word. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm not so convinced that, you know, they've got this massive amount of horsepower up their sleeve. Um, yeah, because, you know, you've never seen the, the Ducati pull away like the Honda has... Yeah. Yep. on some of those races where he's conserved the tyre and he's just gone for it towards the end of the race or, or right at the, the last few laps and mm. pulled, like, you know, seconds. Yeah. Not tenths, seconds. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting next season. Well, you made an interesting point at Spielberg in the, Aust- in the Austrian GP when we were talking on the phone. He he certainly did go after Marquez at the end of the race. Mate, they, they, they bumped. Yeah. They yep. bumped and... and if you think about how crucial the points are in the championship right now, mm. if George takes out Marquez, I mean, that's going to have a huge impact mm. on the points. Yep. You know, that's going to put Rossi right back up, at, you know, in, in reach. So you think about it, if he had have taken Marquez out, mm. 
it's going to open the points up. Yeah. You know, Dovey's going to be right there. Valentino's going to be right there. And how's it going to look going into that team? Mm, yeah. You know, so yeah. I was a bit surprised. I would have thought that Honda would have gone, you know what, let's hire him and he can go blocker and then we've guaranteed the season. Yeah. You know, yep. but it's not going that way, no, is it? No, 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 it's not. <laughs> and I can tell you now, not just myself, but a lot of my friends that I've spoken to, those last two races, we, we couldn't even sit down. Yeah. We're standing up, screaming at the TV. <laughs> you know, so was I. I mean, that last race, I, I couldn't believe how close those two really got. And the, the backwards and forwards on the last on the last lap was, unbel- well, even the last couple of laps. So um, where are we at on the points now? Okay, so Marquez, 201. Rossi in number two, 142. Lorenzo, Jorge at 130, and Dovi on 129. So Marquez has got a substantial lead, uh, but, you know. Yeah, but he drops that bike. 59-point mm, lead, but, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not going to take much for the other guys to Just to bear in mind, him. we're only halfway through the season. Mm, I know I it's know. August, but it, we're only halfway through the season. They've still got... It's a pretty uh, significant back half of the season. They are off to Silverstone this weekend. Yep, yep. So while we're on the subject of bikes, Barbagallo Raceway, the West Australian Sporting Car Club mm. and Barbagallo Raceway are pleased to announce that motorcycle activity is returning to the track with National Ride Day provider Track Action poised to conduct non-competitive motorcycle activity. I think that's fantastic for the motorcycle community in in Western Australia. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to going down there and doing some laps. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can do some laps, uh, not in just your motorbike, but this Sunday at Barbagello, another plug for Barbagello here, they're having an open track days. This is going to be a new format that they're toying with. So it allows non-CAMS license holders to drive on the track uh, speed limited under 120 kilometres an hour, uh, $45 um, for the session. Um, that's prior entry or $60 on the day. And passenger, you can bring a passenger along as well for $20. So so we've got whoop-ass Wednesdays. Mm. What do they call this? Speed limited Sundays. <laughs> Barbacella open track days. There are power laps as well where there's no speed restriction. Power lap Sundays. Yep. And that's $100 um for three 10 minute sessions as well on the same day we've also got custom cars and coffee at the motorplex yeah so jason came on the last podcast and gave us an interview so unfortunately i can't get there this sunday jason i'm uh, sorry about that but uh yeah this sunday custom cars and coffee down at the motorplex 9 30 to 12 what's happening so it it has, and I, I, I believe that uh, we're only a week away from the first Whoop Ass Wednesday. Yes, that's correct. Yep, yep. And the track calendar is out for those that haven't seen it for the Motorplex. Get online, get behind it. It's a full calendar. Yes. Speaking of calendar and the Motorplex, where are also well, sorry, not we are. I am. I'm going to be at Nostalgia Drags. So come down and say hello if you're at the Nostalgia Drags. Come and say hello. We'll be there somewhere. I'll be there with a tent. Now, if you're if you're wondering uh, what Talk and Power is doing this season, if we're going to be running any cars, we're going to finish the uh, the XY or uh, get the BA out. Where where we're at is we're we're waiting for Ray to let us know um, whether full chassis cars are allowed in the radial class. Uh, you know, those of you that know Nick and I know that, you know, although we bag out the radial racing a bit on the show, we are big fans of radial racing mm. and um, uh, would like to get involved in it. But unfortunately, up until now, uh, the rules have said 
uh, three-quarter chassis yep. um, cars. So there's been a push to change those rules to allow full chassis cars. So um, basically, hopefully we'll know in the next few days and hopefully we'll have enough time to get whatever bits and pieces we need, uh, get the car reteched and um, get it race ready. I don't know. I can't say for sure that we're going to make the beginning of the season, but uh, hopefully we'll get down there for, mm. for a round or two, have a bit of a laugh. Yep. Um, so on, on the subject of uh, drag racing, we just had the uh, 400 Thunder Nitro. Oh, that's probably a couple of, Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. A couple yeah, of weeks up ago, up yeah. Darwin, yep, yep. Yep. Had Zap had a good win up there? Yes, he literally smoked Moitz in the final. I've been waiting weeks to say that. I have been waiting literally weeks to say that. You kind of stole my thunder. <laughs> so, so if you get an opportunity to watch uh, the replay of that, uh, basically Zap comes out for the burnout. He's got a lot of smoke coming from, uh, it was probably the third pipe. Third on the, pipe on the left-hand, left-hand, left-hand side, yep. yep. Um, and... The commentary, I, I urge you all to listen to the commentary because I believe that the commentators were about to step down from the tower and hand the trophy to Paul Mahoyet. There is no doubt in my mind that in their mind, Paul had already won the race. Seriously, look, we don't want to make fun of him, but it was basically here that relinquished the trophy. I'm pretty sure that one of them said something along the lines of, Zap must be just, uh, you know, going to put the car into stage hoping that Paul's going to red light. Now, those of you that um, have have run a Hemi uh, know that they're an amazing piece of machinery. Yep. <laughs> um, I, for one, have have uh, uh, run a 6.30 with the side of a piston missing. <laughs> I didn't even know it was missing. <laughs> when 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 Rory from Speed Talk said to me, there's some aluminium on your intake valve. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Where would that have come from? <laughs> the side of the piston. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, is that basically... Does the burnout? There's a lot of smoke before he starts the burnout. Seems very clean on the yeah, burnout cleaned itself. Up in the burnout, yep. By the time he reverses back, there's so much smoke that you cannot see the Christmas tree anymore. No. What a bloody race it was! That was awesome. It yep. was an. Yep. So Zaps pulled the car into stage, brought the revs up, or you know, pre-stage pulled, mm. bumped in, uh, brought the revs up. Thing starts to clear up. Mm. Um, Paul goes in on the two-step. Zap leaves. Uh, I, I think it was a whole shot in favour of Zap. Yeah, yeah. Paul's car goes into pretty bad tyre shake. It does, yeah. Yep. Um, he kind of, I think he has a bit of a pedal, but mm. um, in the end, ultimately gives up. Yep. And Zap uh, goes through for a... I think that was a 73, that Yeah, one. I'm pretty sure it was a 573. Yep. Um, his car was like a bracket car all weekend. Yeah, yeah 71, you know? 72 and 73. Incredible. Yep. So uh, Zap taking the win and yep. um, starting the championship off yeah. in a good way. You know, the, the last couple of seasons, he's had a bit of a rough road in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So it's great to see him start strong. Yep. Um, now, we have a big break till the next round, yeah? Yeah, November. Yeah, November. November 2 and 3 at the Western Sydney Raceway. Dragway, sorry. And uh, that's the East Coast Thunder. So this is this is going to be in Paul's backyard. So yeah, that's correct. So interesting to see how they yep. go. Now, Top Fuel's exhibition with Kelly Betts and... Uh, Beggs. Uh, yeah, and the Beggs. Mm, Anthony yep. Begley uh, competing. Mm. <clears throat> yep. 
First round went to Begs, hmm. but Kelly took uh, second round, yep. and um, Biggs unfortunately Begs yeah. couldn't couldn't front for uh, third round, giving Kelly the overall win. Yep, yep. And Jay Upton went awesomely well as well. Uh, he ended up taking the win in top bike. Yeah, that's awesome. Upton. Great yep. to see Jay back out there. Yep. And um, you know, it's a shame that we never got to see for sure whether that that run at the Winters by. Um, uh, Matheson was mm. Australia's first five, mm. but I'm a bit excited that Jay's in the hunt because, yeah. mate, that guy, I've spent a lot of time uh, chatting to him at at, um, at Speed Talk, and, um, you know, he is incredible. Yeah. He, he, is, yeah. um, he is the two-wheeled equivalent of, of John Zappia, and, mm. and the development and advancements that are on that bike are just phenomenal and it's not like he was able to start with something and then develop it they started with a clean sheet of paper yeah. and really they haven't got anyone that they can talk to about that setup because mm. it is unique um and you know you know that that's something that i i uh i love to see we did the same thing when we built our car it wasn't yeah. like we could go to anyone and get a tune-up because mm. They'd go, you what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he's in the same boat. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, most of these motorcycles run a, um, a two, possibly sometimes three-speed yep. setup with a, uh, a conventional-style clutch. Um, Jay's runs like a top-fuel car where they don't run a transmission as such. They basically just burn the clutch up. So it's mm. a single speed, yep. so to speak. So the clutch control, how it works, the whole thing, he's built the whole bike, or aside from, I believe, Clyde Carstairs built the chassis on it. I could yep. be wrong, but um, as far as the engine goes, basically Jay's designed it and uh, built it. It is Honda-based loosely, um, but the cylinder heads, the way that the, the cylinder slides into the head, the skull cap, unbelievable, absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, you know, it, yeah, just an incredible guy. and. Mm. Great to see him take a win. Yeah. Great to see him back out there and, and can't wait to see the, the big matchup that I'm sure everyone in the bike fraternity would yeah. like to see uh, Matheson against him. Mm. Um, yeah, it'd be great. So I'm looking forward to this season's uh, drag racing. I yeah. think it's going to be some big, big highlights. This Darwin yeah. round, I, we should make note of it. I, I did a quick tally up on the on the website there was 16 cars from wa 16 cars and bikes from wa that made the trip up there yeah i, I think more and more people um are traveling to uh darwin yeah. to alice springs mm. and and also to um adelaide yep um we'll see what happens with calder mm. uh you know how things are traveling over there it's sad that um you know uh, willow bank and sydney are uh, not Andrew Rounds. Um, yep. The great thing for this season, for those of you that didn't know, we have got three championship rounds in WA. So, um, including the grand final. In exactly. Andrew. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, you know that in the old days, the grand final did used to move from track to track. Then it found its home in um, uh, Calder Park, mm. um, and then ultimately it, it became uh, the Winter Nationals. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, look, there's some bad sides to what's going on with mm. Thunder and IHRA, but, you know, there's some good things. So I'd really I, I urge all the racers out there to, to set aside what's happened in the past, dust off your cars and, and make an effort to go down and have some fun because I'll tell you what, I'm going to give it a good shot. Yeah. And um, we're going to try and get uh, as many of the... Um, 
I, I hate saying it, but we're old timers now. So as many of us old timers <laughs> back down the track this season to yeah. do some laps and, and just go down there and have some fun for mm. a change, you yeah. know? Yeah. Forget the politics. Let's just go and race. No, that's right. Yeah, definitely. So the supercars, Nick. Yeah. Did you, I don't know if he caught... Um, no, none of it. No, zero. <laughs> no, nothing. 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 Look, I don't want to talk dwell too much on it, but the, the Utes are becoming farcical. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on it too much. <laughs> this isn't even in the notes. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But I, I still want to just touch base on it. Because what what happened at Ipswich at Queensland was almost Nick. What happens at Ipswich stays at Ipswich, <laughs> except for the tires and rims that hang off the super utes. They end oh, up. Did in they other... lose another one? No, no. This is what we were referring to on the phone. Oh, some time ago. radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. They end up in other suburbs. Uh, but yeah, look, we had a terrible incident in in the super utes where. Two cars came together and um, they do what they do. They roll end over end and um, it was was terrible. It could have really ended in very badly. We had a rim and a tyre. Yeah, I think the rim and the tyre coming off is a safety concern. Mm. I know that you you feel that um, they need to get on top of this immediately. Definitely. Um, I mean, from an engineering point of view, uh, we run obviously 5.8, studs on the rear mm. of, of the the drag cars the off-road race vehicles that i've worked on rate run up to three quarter inch yeah um studs and i know that some of the truck stuff that that uh, i uh worked on when i was at boomerang were up to one inch mm. i mean it wouldn't be a hard fix to no. go to a larger stud no but cams need to step in and do something about this if i was the i don't know that that cams has a lot of say in this sort of stuff do they well, if this I was is a, the, this the, is all money driven. Yeah, but if I was managing the track or I was running the facility, I wouldn't allow them on my track as they stand right now. No way. I, I'm pretty sure that when the V8s come to town, you just hand over the keys. You do. <laughs> and they give you a check, or actually, no. According to the guys at Barbagallo, you give them a check and hand over the keys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> give them money. You got to give them money to lose money. Anyway, let's not dwell on it too much. Uh, the Ipswich race, we had Scott McLaughlin um, race one and um, come second in race two. We had Shane Van Gisbergen come back in Ipswich. In, the, just, in the ZB. Yeah, the ZB. The <laughs> Interesting, not long after that, we had the Sydney race. Now, the Sydney race was new in many ways for, for supercars. But, yeah, I, I, you, did you see any vision of it? No. Night race? Look, I don't... I think the lighting might need a bit of work. I don't think there was any complaints. It's a fair scope, Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was any complaints about it, but I think from a... Maybe they could get sponsorship by Coates. Yeah. (laughs) Put some light towers up. Or bright. Bright. (laughs) If you watch NASCAR, how they do it at night time... (laughs) (laughs) Could do it with LEDs. Dome LED peer lights. If you look at NASCAR... That's what they should do, Nick. They Mm. should get... They should get a company like Peerlight, yep, and they should get some of their products and have them on display. And they could have them on display and light the track with them. <laughs> there you go. There's an idea for you. I'll only take a ten percent commission for that. Sean Seymour, if you're listening, <laughs> um, I just felt that the lighting, probably from a visual point of view, I'm not saying that the racers indicated that, but I think from a visual point of view, a viewing point of view, was probably a bit dull or a bit. Did the cars have their headlights on? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Were they flashing to overtake? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, no. Because <laughs> that would be annoying, you yeah. know, when someone's got their high beam on behind you. Yeah. 
I just think Give me that the shit. If you look at the NASCAR example that they, they do over <laughs> in the US. Scotty McLaughlin brake testing bandits. <laughs> Puts the hazard lights on. <laughs> the finger out the window. <laughs> Anyway, I just felt that um, it, yeah, the I NASCAR, think they've got a bit of work to do. But there's a lot. If you look at the NASCAR example, yeah, but they, uh, that's lit up, up like a like a daylight. Yeah, that's it's right. It's kind yeah. of almost like why are we racing at night? Yeah. But I think it adds to the excitement, the color, and and I just felt that we didn't capitalize on something that could have been quite good. I think it was done. I don't want to say half baked, but it was kind so, of half baked. So would you compare it to the Formula One? No, you no way. No, you go to Singapore the way that place is lit up at night time. There's, yeah. there's just no yeah, no comparison. It was it maybe was... maybe it's because the cars don't have lights. Yeah, no. No, it's not. <laughs> Mass cars don't have lights. No, they don't, but it's not that. Formula One don't have lights? No. See? No. Anyway, that's just my view on it. Shane Van Gisbergen uh, won that meet as well. So in the he, fair lane, yeah, in the fair lane, he's actually caught. He's catching right up now to Scott McLaughlin. Scott McLaughlin's got a bit of work to do. He's still leading two thousand five hundred and seventy-nine. Isn't it incredible how fast they got on top of the development? They of, did of the in a matter lane. of three, four events. Really, they were on incredible. Because we went to Barbagello and they were dead in the water on the Saturday. Those cars and they've kind of since Barbagello they've come really good. Unbelievable. Yeah, they have. They've got on top of it. All right, so our main man, Dom Rigoli, mm. bad, just had some bad luck. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, I actually seen the incident. It wasn't pretty. No, no. The um, the car, um, I, I believe it shook, mm. um, headed towards the wall. Yep. He throttle pumped it, committed, tried to drive it back, but got pulled in against the wall. It was a fairly hard hit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Knocked him unconscious, and um, he, he uh, his foot went flat. Yep. Later, sat on uh, eleven thousand four hundred till the safety crew got there and um, shut it down. Mm. Um, then there was some concerns about you know his injuries. Yep, um, he's he's fine. Mm. Um, the car is repairable. Yep, um, so a bit unfortunate, but. He wasn't the only casualty from first round because uh, the, the all the hard hitters ended up racing each other yeah. in the first round. Mm. So uh, we had well, Craig Ger- Burns. Ger- Jeremy Martin. Yeah. Um, How's that for a round one pairing up yeah, against Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Jeremy Martin, who would, would go on to uh, win the event in his uh, twin-turbo VB Commodore, mm. um, uh, took out Craig Burns first round. In, in, in the first round in his um, his uh, supercharged Mustang. Um, Bruno Medjevic. Yeah, that's it. That sounds so. He he would uh, win uh, over Kit Hunter in mm. the turbocharged Commodore. That's a pretty stout pairing too. That one, I, mate. That's what I mean. First round, all the hard hitters had to race each mm. other. Yep. So um, now, I, look, I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not going to dwell on this, but I believe that the, there may have been some some sneaky staging <laughs> games. Oh, look, we won't, we won't. I'll let you cover it. No, 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 no. I I, I viewed it. Look, I I saw it. You know what? I'm while not... you're talking about this, I'm going to have a pretzel. No, no, no. no I'm not going to talk about it because I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't there. I'm not in the position to talk about it. But it felt. But in the notes. <laughs> 
What have you written in the notes there, Nick? <laughs> it appeared <laughs> from from my viewing 3,600 kilometres away. Pretzel? No, 4,000 kilometres away, as though Bruno may have put the burn down on Jeremy. That's all I'll say. Nonetheless, mm. burn down or not, um... But I shouldn't say that because I don't know. So, Bruno, burn down my, or not, my apologies. Jerry won the event, and and he's going to the to the US. Yeah, yeah. No to, mercy to race the car at no mercy. So we wish him all the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the event, Poe, fantastic event. Yeah, incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but good things about the event. Yep. And um, the racers all had a ball. Mm. It was a huge event. The spectators had a ball, and and now. It's been announced, 100,000. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. 100,000 for the win, mm-hmm. for the next one. Yep. Um, fingers crossed, there's still some placings available by the time I figure out how I'm going to get a car together. <laughs> but <laughs> we certainly want to try and get over yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, and and uh, just fantastic to see someone like Poe, mm. you know, making this happen. Because if, if it wasn't for guys like him, you know, we, we wouldn't, see yeah. these incredible races yeah yeah no it was a huge event and um and thank you for the live feed as well having the live feed made it you know quite enjoyable to watch and you're not having to watch replays and whatnot i mean you, you just got to make the time at to be at home and or your phone whatever it may be mm. to, to watch the event yeah you could watch it anywhere yeah that's right yeah. and I, and i would i would have to say that that, that was literally leaving uh as saving sorry not not leaving saving the best till last definitely definitely <laughs> All right, as I mentioned, we are going to be, I am going to be at the Nostalgia Drags, 30th of September. So come down to the pit area. I'll be there somewhere. Ray hasn't worked out where he's going to put me yet, but I will be there. And you can come and say hello if you want to do an interview. Feel free. Grab mm. a sticker. Is Kyle going to have the drags there? I don't know. Didn't ask him that. You should go for a ride in it. I'd love to go for a ride in it. You should. 850s. You should. It's pretty fast. For someone like me. It's fast for anyone. Yeah, but for <laughs> someone like me, it's, it's fast. <laughs> for anyone that thinks a drag, ah, but want to move in a straight line, mate, you should go for a drive in the drags, and then when when you get out at the other end, we'll interview you. <laughs> <laughs> like I said to Kyle, I said uh, 850 for someone like me that's gone significantly slower. I won't say how much slower, but that's, um, that is fast. That's not hanging around. If we doubled it... <laughs> Would be. be about right. <laughs> be about right. It would be interesting to see what you ran to half track. <laughs> not even worth talking about anyway. We'll, let's just leave it at that. All right. Um, so, yeah, we, we've covered off on the XY and the BA as well. Um, well. That's about it then, Simon. Thanks for coming on. Mate, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, and uh, thanks to all of our listeners, and thanks for all the feedback you've given us over the past um, month or two. We, we're very appreciative of all the feedback. Thanks for coming in, Simon. Thanks, Nick. See you on the street. See ya. Talking power stresses all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.